It'd be really kind if you decided to listen to episode eight of Fresh Floppies. You are kind. You stuck around. Welcome to uh, Fresh Floppies. <laughs> I'll tell you real quick what we're doing. We're uh, talking about this week's today. Today's Wednesday. This week's new releases that you're going to find at your local comic shop. What is a floppy? A floppy is a single issue that comes mm-hmm. out generally monthly. Uh, they're floppies because uh, they flop a lot uh, as opposed to a graphic novel. They don't. Not everyone calls them floppies. No. Uh, they could also be single issues, um, periodicals. Mm-hmm. Spinner rack specials was last week, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's use. It's use. Yeah. Um, if you want to sound hoity. <laughs> and toity. Hoity and toity. Yeah. I like things hoit and toit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, comic books, man. It's uh, the lost art of sequential storytelling in, in single issue format as opposed to the collected editions that you'll see on any freaking bookshelf in Barnes & Noble. And we aren't going to be, are not going to be spoiling nope. anything so that we won't ruin your reading experience. But maybe you'll come away with it, uh, learning a little bit something, and maybe having a recommendation or two for when you arrive at the comic shop. Yeah, speaking of, there's going to be something that we talk about a little later today uh, that isn't even in the comic shops yet. Yeah. And maybe you've got enough time to be like, hey, put this on my local list. retailer, yeah. <laughs> put this on my list. Yeah. And then they'll be like, you don't have a list, and be like, I want to make one. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a whole thing. It's a, whole thing. Yeah. it's a process, and we enjoy it. But the beginning of this process, what book would you like to talk about first? I'm going to tell you what it is. It's Guardians of the Galaxy number one from Marvel Comics, and it is a brand new reboot. Everyone knows the Guardians because of their blockbuster films. Uh, this issue is written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, with art by Kevin. I'm sorry, Kev Walker. Um, first off the bat, presentation. Cover, very nice. It looks like it's by, uh, oh, what's his nuts? Who does all the Daredevil covers these days? Chichetto. Chichetto, Marco Chichetto. He's wonderful. And you'll notice that it has a distinct Western style. Mm-hmm. All of their garb is like Western. It's like Western by way of the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, it is a steampunk Western. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy, Juan? Well, uh, first of all, hold on, shut up. Don't answer that question. Did you read the previous Guardians? I did. Okay. Does it lead into this? This feels like you could just jump right in. You can jump right in. Great. But it doesn't contradict where that book left off. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, the previous run of Guardians of the Galaxy written by Al Ewing with, I think, main art by Juan Fregera? Fregera? Sounds good. Juan Fregera. Juan. Juan. Yeah, good guy. guy. Good guy. Uh, uh, my favorite one. Um... And it was a very, I mean, it was Al Ewing, so it was kind of like existential and ephemeral. There's there's a whole subplot of Star-Lord being shunted into another universe where he lived for million, th- hundreds of thousands of years and um, a, a, another plane of existence and became the actual Star-Lord. What? Like a, like a Lord of the Sun. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a very weird but he also he also was in polyamorous relationships, uh so he's queer. I mean, if you're that old. Uh you're going No, polyamorous. I'm sorry. Um same like Yeah, polyamorous. He was like a third. He was in a thruple. Yeah. Yeah, Poly- polyamorous. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, my terminology. Um yeah, so he's he's on the spectrum. He's Get on it. The, he's on the rain. He's he rides the rainbow. And you know what? His new he costume He rides the 
how is that have a you thing? Never heard rides the rainbow. Well, it's a thing. For oh, now, from now on, he rides the rainbow. Yeah. Um, and then his his costume when he came back too, he it was like a, a cool rainbow flame thing. Wow, man! Yeah, Guardians. So it was good. it was so incredibly out there, but uh, good. I, like I liked it. But then you know, Al Ewing did about twenty issues and a, and a mini event, and then they have been on the shelf for about a year. Okay. Like they the the book just kind of ended. It had a little it had a little capper of an ending, and then they you you haven't seen a regular. Guardians book for for almost a whole year, and this picks up literally in continuity, saying where they've been. You guys have been. Mm. I nobody's heard of heard from you guys in in over a year. Yeah. Oh, neat. Okay, yeah. cool. What did you think of this Western Guardians? Um, I I'm a fan of Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Tell me, um, whomst. they are they are currently doing the new Captain America, which we'll talk about a little later. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, they they're very good at world building. Uh, they're really, I think they did some Star Trek stuff too at IDW. Like, um, they're good. I like them. They're, they're like really, really good journeyman comic book writers. Not, not unlike a Philip Kennedy Johnson where you see the name multiple places and you're like, oh, I kind of dig them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the Kev Walker does, does the work on this. Yeah. Like Kev Walker, these guys... And like the writers, the writing entertains me enough. Kev Walker keeps me here. Mm, okay. So like, it's a it's a little bit of a rough start. Like, a, I like a good story that drops you in the middle of something, yes. but that also kind of puts you behind the eight ball in regards to how much shorthand you can kind of uh-huh. give. There's too much shorthand here, and a lot of shorthand, brother. Not until the middle of the issue where I kind of have a bearing as to what's really going on, which yep. is not a bad thing. It's just I think. I've I've seen it done better. Yeah. Um but overall, it's pretty damn fresh. Yeah. I really really enjoyed it. Um this is a this is a solid ass start and then the the big reveal at the end. Yeah. I was like, "Okay. That's, uh, all that's right. what I yeah. was like, all right. Okay, you guys. I feel similarly about what you were just saying, uh being put behind the eight ball a little bit. Um some of the dialogue, I was like, "Wait, what's happening? Who's doing what now?" Um and then the reveal happens, and I went, oh, okay, the fall. Now that we know what the fall is, mm-hmm. I thought maybe, you know, the reason I asked you about the previous series is I was like, maybe the, a lot of this stuff already existed, and I just was unaware of it because no. I wasn't keeping up. Um, so, yeah, this is something that you can jump in on. I would say, obviously, well, it's a weird thing. Don't quit halfway through. Uh, get yeah. to the end of the, the issue um, and uh, make your decision then. Uh, I was... Uh, tickled by the reveal at the end that we won't spoil. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like um I I love the character design in this book. There is kind yeah. of like a western steampunk vibe to it. Uh-huh. Um I love Nebula's redesign. Yeah. I will take a bullet for Gamora's redesign. Uh Gamora's real so cool. Yeah, that's dope. Um so. I love uh Star-Lord's kind of like half broken lens kind of John. Mhm. The only one that kind of threw me off was Mantis, only because, isn't she green? They oh. present her as uh, pink-skinned yeah. in this whole book. And at first I thought, like, oh, that's just a part of the thing that she's doing with people's minds. Yeah. But no, she's pink throughout. And I'm like, I don't. it's not something that should kind of throw me off. But at first I didn't know it was Mantis mm. because everywhere else she has always been green-hued. For oh. the last 25 years, she is green and I don't know why she's pink here. Maybe they will explain it. Maybe. It wasn't enough to be like, um, to be real hardcore, fuck this book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's supposed to be Mantis. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. I, mean, I, I, uh, I assumed it was from the, I mean, yeah, from the uh, antennae. Uh, when they first present her, she's just, like she's like a, a showgirl. Yeah. And then even later in the book, she's like paler skinned. Yeah, yeah. She's straight so up. So I, I don't know. I didn't know that she had, I mean, I guess as a mantis, maybe it's something that they could do. But I like the the aspects of her abilities that allow her to kind of change appearance also is not really that been, if that's possible, right. has not been played into in like any of the four previous runs of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So if that's something that they're going to lean into, it just kind of threw me off at first. Oh, right on. I'm not a big enough Mantis fan. I love her in the movies. But um, honestly, I didn't even notice. So I, it's not like I've read a lot of her comic book so you're not. So you're not a real fan? No. I'm not a Mantis head. You're not a real fan. Um, I'm a fake fan. That's fine. Yeah, you're... yeah, Real fans. Real Mantis yeah. fans. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say pretty fresh. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty fresh. I think this is a really strong number one. And if their time so far on the Captain America books is any indication, Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly are good writers. And Kev Walker, dude. Yeah, it's a good looking book. The Kev Walker, dude. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, two of the strongest books... Uh, well, I think um, the open secret is that the most consistently good book at Marvel is Daredevil. But I think two runners up are Guardians mm. and Doctor Strange. Oh. Because both ha- are like never in the conversation, but yeah. usually always have really strong runs. Like, yeah. if you talk about Guardians, you had Dabnit and Ab- Abnett and Lanning, um, Bendis, which I did think was pretty fun. Mm. Al Ewing, Donny Cates, now these guys, like they're always runs that are like really strong and fun and play around, yeah. but they no don't, one, usually no, don't, one no one talks about, about yeah. them. Uh, same with Doctor Strange with, you know, Jason Aaron, Donny Cates, Mark Wade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. But yeah, good book. Speaking of them two, Lansings and Kellys. Lansing and Kelly, I think we're going to talk about. Um, this is the, the fourth time I've mentioned it so far. Captain America. <laughs> Cold War. Cold War. It's so this, Alpha. Uh, alpha. So this is, um, Captain America is two books now. Yes. It is a Sam Wilson book and a Steve Rogers book. One is called Captain America, Simple of Truth. The other one is called Sentinel of Liberty. Yep. A year ago, they started with a zero issue. Yeah. All creative teams worked on it. It's um, Kelly Lansing, and I'm looking for the. I'm, I'm genuinely looking for the name of the third writer. He's the, here. It is Toshi Ane Anyebuki. Toshi Ane Anyebuki. Yeah, he is writing. Um, Symbol of Truth. Yeah. yeah, Sentinel of Liberty is uh, Lansing Steve. and Kelly, which is Steve, and Symbol of Truth is uh, Sam Wilson. So they came. The, the band got back together in both books to kick off this in uh, event. What is it? A line of or not a line wide event? Just a character event? Yeah. Like these smaller events mm-hmm. across both books. Both books have not. Um, I've been reading both. I'm up to date on both. They are not overlapping really at all, other mm-hmm. than one or two nods. Yeah. They're bringing them back together with this, which was pretty interesting. Um, as a reader of both books, because I'm going to ask you as a reader of no books, yeah. what do you think? But as a reader of both books, this is fine. As a reader of neither of the books, 
This was fine. Um, I don't love. I don't like the art. The art. Oh my god, I do not like the art. Um, and I've I've read Carlos Magno's art before. I've seen his art before. I think on some Star Wars stuff, and it's uh, it's. I've, I liked it better there than here. Yeah. Um, he makes everyone look. It's like he's. It's as though the artist is channeling like Steve Epting, but poorly. Steve Epting meets Steve McNiven. Yeah, because Epting has a really specific coloring style, Mm -hmm. and this is much glossier, so it makes everyone kind of look strained at all times. And or, yeah, I I don't love it. Everyone looks a lot whiter, too. Like um, Ian, the return of Ian, Nomad, um, Steve's son from Dimension Z. Yep. Which is a run of Captain America I actually really dig. Yeah, I did not read it. Uh, the first issue and gave up. <laughs> um, returns. And I think he's supposed to be early 20s. He mm-hmm. looks 48. Yeah, he's an older guy. <laughs> a lot of extraneous lines this artist use. Um, for sure. Story-wise, it's a lot of setup. Um, yeah. I do appreciate that this this run of Captain America, previously in, the, in both sets, both books, they've been bringing back other stuff from Captain America runs. Mm-hmm. So they they uh mentioned they they brought back a couple of elements of Brubaker's run and a couple elements of um Mark Wade's run. Oh. But um now it seems as though they're digging really hard into Rick Remender's run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh which may be divisive. We'll see how it turns right. out. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't one of the most beloved runs. I thought it was fun because uh, I don't know. I like I like it when so maybe maybe Guardians will be like this, but I like it when a new creative team comes in, switches it up a bit. Yeah. So after seven or eight years of full on espionage, it was like yeah. we're gonna go to Dimension Z and and fight mutates with Arnim Zola as a god. Like yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. So I I like that this is trying to make sense of all of it. Um, but I do like when a writer comes in and pulls from previous runs. Yeah, yeah. like I I know what all of this stuff is coming from because I've dipped in and out of Cap uh, for years and years. But um, I've never stuck with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know because of what you told me about the two Cap books, it's always been on the back of my mind. I'm like oh, I should catch up on those Captain books, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, especially when we find out about the backgrounds. You were telling me about the backgrounds. Of I think Steve's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the the five pointed star or whatever it is. The yeah, so um, circle, they're circle. they're creating this this whole new status quo of uh, the circle, which is a a group of very very rich controlling people that have been manipulating everything since the first world war. Yeah. Um, Steve Rogers was supposed to be the center of the circle, their main weapon. Yeah. When he didn't play around, play along, uh, they decided to create five other star points, which is if you separate a star into five points. Mm-hmm. And throughout the, the last 200 years, there have been specific star points, one of which is the Winter Soldier. Oh. Another star point is Dryad, which is Peggy. Uh, another star point is this new character called Redacted, which is an AI kind of really cool mm-hmm. um, robot. Um, and I think Destroyer was a star point. But either way, they're revealing these star points. And then the main thrust of the book is the circle. The circle are named after aspects of um, just aspects. One is called power. One is called uh, revolution. One is called uh, technology. Something like that. Either way, that's just like four chairs, four main chairs. The only yeah. way to get on the group is to kill one. Yeah. And in the Captain America book, 
Bucky decides to try and take them all down from inside, kills Revolution, and becomes the new Revolution. Yeah. So the thrust of the book now is Steve trying to save his friend who has, you know, air quotes, fallen, and he's now a part of... He's a bad guy trying to kill him from the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Um, But apparently his new plan now uh, has to take all caps, all Captain's America off the board. So this is... uh, (laughs) This is, um, it's fine. It's fine. I, I can't imagine this being a really good entry point for anybody that's not reading the other books. Right. Yeah, at all. Yeah. So, like, it's cool if you're reading at least one of the books. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, I, nothing about this, this one shot really does the job of getting you on board. Yeah. It, it makes me wish that I had read up to this point. If so any, that's, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah. If anything, it's at least it's, interesting enough. It's a recap. Yeah. Like, Maybe the perfect audience for this book is I'm only reading one of the cat books mm-hmm. and now I want to read the other one. Right. But I can't see somebody completely ignorant to both books having a footing here at yeah. all. Yeah, because yeah. even the scene it starts at, it's villain from book one and villain from book two mid-conversation. Yeah. So it's like, huh? White, White Wolf. Yeah, White Wolf, which I don't know anything about. Me neither. He's a um, T'Challa's brother. Yeah, sort of, I guess. A trained to be a replacement of the yeah. Black Panther or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about him, but he does speak of his twin, his brother. His, I'm like, okay. I couldn't tell if that was like a literal brother or me like neither. Just a spiritual brother. Yeah, no clue. I mean, uh, maybe Wikipedia will tell me after the show, but as of right now, it's just like, oh, cool, okay. D- Bucky has a metal arm. Mm-hmm. Has it always been this? Uh, m- gosh, cybernetic. It can become anything. No, that is the technology. That's the technology of the redacted, which is this oh, um, so it's malleable android, and he has the technology in his arm now. Oh, cool, 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 yeah. cool. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, this isn't bad. Uh, I like the conversations that are happening between uh, Steve and his son. I like that Peggy ha- is a bad guy now. That's new to me. Yeah, they reveal at the end of um, issue twelve of. Uh, uh, Sentinel of Liberty that she is a star point. Yeah. Also, very early on, there was kind of like a shady conversations between her and Bucky before he enacted his plan. It's, yeah. it's, um, they are strong books and I like this issue. Save the art. But as a, as a, I, I think the pillar of these Omega issues or these one shots that kind of are supposed to lead you into an event yeah. is Sinestro Corps War number one. Oh. That was, I wasn't reading any cap. I wasn't reading any Green Lantern. Yeah. I read that and I was like, I seem to be missing the party yeah. and now I must read all Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not that. No. This is, I'm recapping two books for you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as confident. It's not as like aggressively engaging it's mm-hmm. just it's just a bit of a recap and that's 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 i think that's good enough that's fresh enough uh-huh. for me <laughs> nice. i also like that misty and sam uh, are together that's kind of cool yeah that's been happening in sam's book yeah that's cool um all right well i would say it's fresh enough yeah fresh yeah. enough uh next up what do you got you got uh, a book i didn't read i'm gonna talk about a book called seasons have teeth number one by boom studios Written by Dan Waters, um, with art by Sebastian Cabrol. Um, I read this. Step one. I liked it. it. Okay. I don't know what it's about. Oh, no. I think. Is that good? Um, 
You liked it? Maybe. Okay. Um, so the art is wonderful. The structure of the story is great. Um, but I don't know what's going on. So, like, the seasons literally have teeth. Okay. This is um, an, a, f- a photojournalist, uh, old in age, uh, maybe, like, uh, in his 60s, maybe 70s. Uh, his wife has passed. And the town he is in is preparing for a weather event. Uh, kind of like how you see uh, hurricane preparation. It's coming through. Everyone evacuate. Everyone evacuate. He is not evacuating because uh, he wants to capture. Uh, photojournalist man wants to capture like one last good shot. Uh, yeah. so, uh, like uh, some good pictures of, of the devastation while the rest of the town is leaving. Um, it starts with him on a phone call with uh, it feels like an old editor talking about how like, are you prepped? Are you prepped? Are you ready to leave? And blah, blah, blah. He's lying to him. But then. Through flashback and then flashback meeting his wife and then what he's doing walking around town in the impending storm, um, you realize that it's not just a weather coming through. It's literally the embodiment of spring as a monster walking through the town destroying things. So it's a giant monster that is spring. It is a season. Uh, I guess the the cover does say that. Yeah. Yeah, if you're looking at it closely. Uh, this giant, like, horned monster that's yeah. made out of trees is passing through, yeah. like weather does. Um, and the story is him, um, while reminiscing, kind of getting knocked out and missing his opportunity to take a picture, and does he get a picture and blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of ends hmm. like a one-shot, but this is not right a one-shot. So I, I, it's it was very interesting, like... The concept of seasons being uh, entities that are not malicious or kind, just mm. big old entities that could ruin you, is cool. Uh, but I don't know where the story's going. Yeah, because like he he uh, he doesn't get killed, but I don't know. It's it's a it was interesting. Okay. It's it's a solid it's a solid um, horror book, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot more. It's a lot more ephemeral than it is like haunted by or chased by or tortured by monster yeah 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 um i like dan waters a lot uh he did a couple of books that i really enjoyed like uh homesick pilots and, oh that guy sure um that was a cool book some other stuff I'm, yeah. I'm blanking now but it's the kind of name that's just like oh this might be different and he delivered i think it's only supposed to be four issues love it for the seasons <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, this is a, this was a, I was surprised. Uh, this is a cool blind buy. Anybody who hasn't read Homesick Pilots, it's punk rock plus a haunted house. And maybe the haunted house Follows is you. its own character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sounds cool. The seasons have teeth. Yeah. It's, um, mm. uh, if, if each one of these issues ends as, as each one of these issues, if it ends up being almost like a short story about his interaction with the season, yeah, solid graphic novel at the end of it. Very cool. I think this is really it's 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 a it's got promise. I I think people should check out the first issue. All right, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, never heard the artist before and loved it. Thought yeah. it was great. World Tree. Um, it's W zero R L D T R three three. But wait. I thought that this didn't come out until April 26th at your local comic shop. Uh-huh. How are we going to talk about it, JD? Um, without spoiling it, I guess. No, I, I you can't. It's not available yet. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> so, it, listen. Have 
local comic shop order it. It's good. Um, so this this book was supposed to come out this week. Yeah. There was a printing error. I don't know what the printing error was. Uh, covers A and D were overprinted, as in dark. This is cover B we're looking at. Um, so they asked retailers to hold off on selling any copies until all of, the all of them are available. Gotcha. So uh, my favorite shop. Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. Complex. Located where? Uh, 4327 Main Street. Uh, um, <laughs> provided us copies to read and review. Yeah. With the caveat of knowing that this will not be available till April 26th at your local retail store. However, if you think it sounds interesting after we talk about it, let your uh, shop know. Yeah. And get it's, you a copy. Yeah. What would you think of it, JD? I love James Tinian. First of all, it's James. I'm sorry, Tynan? Tinian? I don't, I don't know. know. James Tynan. The fourth. And uh, with art by Blanco. Let's see. I did not prepare this. What? Where is his... Oh, man, you're going to make me flip to the end of the book to find the artist? Fernando Blanco. That's what I said. And um, a, uh, he's he does some good horror stuff. He's actually one of my favorite comic book horror writers right now. He does Something is Killing the Children. Oh, he did The I Closet. Thought, I thought you meant Fernando Blanco. Like, what else is oh, he sorry, doing? Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> What? But this is another James Tynan jam that I, I'm actually quite into. I don't know how to describe the book without spoiling the, the book. Um, I will say it seems to have something to do with the evils of technology and how it may or may not affect one's mental state. Um, think, oh, there was a, what was that? Stephen King had actually done a book about that. Cell. 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 Um, I liked it a lot. I'm 100% going to read this entire book or series. Um, I'm stoked. What did you think of it? Um, I will attempt to talk about it. I don't like the name. <laughs> I will. Uh, yeah, no, no, World Tree. Um, W zero World True thirty three. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, it is the weaponization. It's uh, it's it's um, creepy pasta. It's mm. it's the weaponization of 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 technology. But imagine something, some entity living on the internet. Yeah. Um, is I that the bagul. Yeah, right. The bagul. The um, he lives in photographs, I guess. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, sinister, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bagul. Bagul. Um, so yeah, similar, something like that. Yeah, this, yeah. this, uh, this mysterious omnipotent force that may or may not be influencing people to do shit yeah and then whatever apparatus is designed around it in regards to 4chan 8chan mm. message forums uh evil people being evil which is a really really fascinating and ripe place to tell a story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i am apprehensive oh do you apprehend why uh i've been reading all his other stuff uh-huh. uh and almost all of it save for something is killing the children has eventually lost me. Oh no. Yeah, I've I've I'm completely up to date on um Department of Truth. Uh and it is it it's they introduce he introduces amazingly intru- like amazingly good ideas. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of hangs out for a little bit and yeah. loses momentum uh-huh. and things just take on long and or doesn't really end or I don't know. I, I'm I'm having trouble with the pacing of his stories mostly. Uh, so as much as I enjoyed this first issue, I would be apprehensive of. I'm gonna give this a very fresh. 
because this is a damn good first issue. Yeah. But. But, I don't know, f- burn me once, yeah. twice, three times, my lady? I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, um, his stuff, as good as it is, it's, it's, um, it's wearing on me a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I didn't enjoy Nightmare Country. I didn't enjoy the back half of, um, Nice House on the Lake. I didn't enjoy. Oh, did you finish I, it? Nice I got house? up to 10. Oh. I mean, is 11 and 12 going to change my mind? Maybe. All right, I'll finish it. But either yeah. way, I was having trouble from like issues five on. Oh, no kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, um, fair. Department of Truth, I read all of it. And I, it's like one out of five issues was fantastic that mm-hmm. kept you going. Yeah, I, we were talking about that book at one point. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like... Uh, I think I'm going to drop it, but I'll read this last one. And then that one was so good. Yeah, yeah. And then three or four issues of like, I think I'm going to drop it. I'm not really <laughs> enjoying it. And then one is, yeah, so like, he's got this like really, really interesting way of pacing his stories that just don't, doesn't really jive with me. It's one of the, you know, I feel similarly to M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. On paper. Awesome. Amazing. But just the way that he tells stories sometimes grates on me more sure. than it does like, oh, I get that. Engage me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, He's great at what he does. It just might not be always for me. I would agree that he needs to start doing twelve issue maxi series. Tom King, the Tom King the problem, Tom right? King it, man, he needs to. Yeah, if you let him go too long, then he, you know, peaks Star- and valleys. Starts spinning wheels. Yeah, uh, just, loses story focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel that as much with T- Tynan. Um, but again, I I haven't read all of Department of Truth, so I haven't gotten up to where you are. 27 issues yeah. and it still act one just ended ah geez that is so i'm like i'm out yeah yeah understandable um but this is a banger of a first issue i really yeah. like this and it makes me very excited to read issue two um so i'm definitely on board for this uh, if you guys like uh internet horror the <laughs> i don't know what to call it i guess creepypasta um yeah definitely check this out yeah and it does it plays along it plays with um uh social media really well it mm-hmm. plays with um just the fear of technology really really well and it also so there's a there's a point midway through the story that it harkens back on um old school internet culture yes that i thought was awesome the 90s yeah yeah i'm like yeah mm-hmm. i i love the conflict between the two like you know how we used to treat technology and or those that were embedded in it versus now which is just it's inescapable yep. and they if that becomes the major thrust of the conflict of this book mm-hmm. yeah i'm down but if it just is a spinning wheel of the creepiness of people on the internet yeah. then I'm, i might get bored right on this um artist reminds me a lot of steve Pugh. Yeah. Oh, the the character design of like I guess the main lady or the avatar of evil whoever internet. She is, yeah. what, whatever, whoever she is. With the tattoos. Um, and she's nude the whole time. Yeah. Uh, is f- just very captivating. Yeah. Very frightening. Very eerie. Dialogueless. Uh, it is. It is banger character design. Yeah. Like really, really good. That that draws you in. Yeah, yeah. That was a very rated R book, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a woman who is just only nude the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this was great. I really like this. It is a strong first yeah. issue. Like, um, really strong first issue. I highly recommend it. Go to your local comic shop and tell them, hey, put World Tree on my list. Love yeah, this is, as, as much as as much as I, 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 
I feel bad having constructive criticism because it just sounds like I poop on it. But no. this is this gets an arc. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. this is good. Good. This is a really strong book. Awesome. Is is there anything else coming out this week that you're all like, eh, it might be kind of cool. I can't uh, wait to read it. Uh, so I mean, I mean, uh, I'll start. Okay. <laughs> yes, I always forget that question. Uh, Danger Street issue five comes out. Tom, Tom King. King and Jorge Fornes. Oh, Nemesis. Um, Nemesis number four. Um, I'm up to date on it, and it's a book. I'm not. I'm still not sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maniac of New York number two. Uh, don't call it a comeback. Clear number three. Number clear. two. Sorry, clear number two. Clear. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. Scott uh, Slater's clear. What else do we Loved have issue over one. here? Radiant Black number 23. 24 is the start of like apparently some big arc. This is just a lot of table setting. We have reached the point of Radiant Black where it is no longer accessible. Oh, no. Well, yeah, that makes sense. 24 issues 24 in. Or 23 issues in. It's not bad. And it's now too complicated to jump in. Okay. Fair warning. Start with number one. One of my favorite um, superhero books on the shelf right now. For a very long time, it was like uh, just pick it up. Have a ball. It has now reached the tipping point of uh, accessibility. Yeah. Go to the first trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I highly recommend. The first trade yeah. is great. Yeah. You'll you'll be just as hooked, but yeah. Sort of. Ooh. Follow up. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this. I'll tell you on mic. I finally listened to yes. episode one of No One. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Tell the people. Oh, my God. Uh, so the new Radiant for, or Massive Verse book, No One, that's No Slash One, um, came out a couple weeks ago. Issue two, I think, comes out at the end of this month. Uh, it is a procedural thriller um, about uh, a mysterious killer and and social justice warrior that goes by the moniker of No One. Um, and the perspective is of a um, investigative journalist and her editor. Yeah. In the story, in the comic book, they talk about having to create new media to meet people where they are, and they keep pressing her to do this podcast and she's like i that's not the kind of person that's not the kind of journalist i am and they're like you're gonna do it so it's a part of the story doing this podcast they actually developed a 10 episode podcast in the style of serial that goes along with the book Uh. and each episode drops when each issue drops i read i I read the first issue of the book a couple weeks later or about a week later listen to the podcast it is so well done. Uh, it's insane. Ah, like the the it is serial mm-hmm. of like interviews and like a a low voice telling you like this person that person and the history of that person. All I could think of was how complicated it must have been to kind of put together. So like yeah. the creators of the book had to like write all this stuff. Yeah, they got Rachel Lee Cook to be the photojournalist. <sighs> wow. The only thing that pulled me out the 90s. was Patton Oswalt played the editor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's Pat Oswalt's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. But after a while, you're just like, it doesn't matter. Cool. Um, oh, and they like they you, this in the story, the you know the bad guy slash social justice warrior is sending messages to the police with like garbled voice. They play those oh. um, uh, news broadcasts that happened at the time. Like the whole first episode is recapping the murders that they're talking about in the book yeah. so it is like the first episode of a of a crime doc i can't tell you how cool that i'm a sucker it's, for this it's Give such it it's done so well and it's such a good idea i feel stupid that no <laughs> one else has come up with it before right it's it's awesome the uh all right and this is part of the radiant black massive verse 
You can just this is all on its own. I'm I'm shaking my head in. because it so far there are literally no connections to uh, the massive verse stuff, yeah. which honestly almost all the books have their own kind of vibe. Yeah. The only ones that anything that says radiant before it, yeah. those books are connected. So radiant black, radiant pink, radiant red, yeah. those are connected. The rogue sun, um, the dead lucky. Uh, Inferno Girl Red. Inferno Girl Red and no one just so happened to be in the same universe. They are not. There's no plot points that are directly connected so far to the main book to the point where you're like, what happened? Yeah. Like, no. That's they're, great. they're super standalone. I'm so excited about no one. I'm going to go give me your copy. I want to read it. Um, I don't even know where it is. I'll find it. I am very excited. I think that is the coolest thing ever. I it's it's super to. good. We're um, guaranteed we're going to talk about it when it comes out on Fresh Floppies. Yeah. All but right. anyway, that's it. That's all of them. That's all the books. Um, go to your comic shop. Add to your start a subscription list. It helps comic shops know what to order for their shop. It helps you stay up to date. We've never talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how when I'm in the shop, working the counter, you know how many times I have to explain to people how subscriptions subscriptions work. work? Guys, get a pull box. Hey, I want to. Hey, local comic shop. I want to start reading uh, World Tree. Can I start up a subscription for that? It's a free. It's generally a free uh, service that we provide, and uh, that helps us to know. Oh, I will need to order this many copies of World Tree because I know these many people will be by to pick them up. Yeah. So um, yeah, it really helps out your local comic shop. So go do that. And also, the, uh, secondly, uh, just as important, pick up your subscriptions. <laughs> Don't go make a subscription and then ghost. Yeah, that man. Will infuriate. Everyone. If I had a dollar for every time somebody comes in like, oh, this is my third shop. I've been searching for issue three of blah, blah, blah. And you guys don't have it on the stands. Like, I would I would have it for you if it's you just let me know. Do you want number four? Because we'll yeah. order it explicitly for you. Yeah. Put your name on it. And you never have to search. Yep. That's it. Yep. Simple as that. That's great. Uh, and that's it. And then also join us tonight, Wednesday. If you, It's pretty late in the day. We're starting this, this podcast. <laughs> but uh, every Wednesday night at 8.30 on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook, etc., etc. Colt's Pop Podcast. Tonight we are talking about... Oh, we're going to talk about all of the Star Wars celebration stuff that, that occurred this past weekend. All the announcements. Movie, TV, comic books. I don't know, toys. We'll figure it out. Yeah, We're going to yeah. talk about And uh, you know what? A couple of things broke today. Maybe we'll talk about it as well. Oh, great. Yeah. I got to go make the thumbnail and everything. Meh. All right. We will talk at you later. Duke doo doo. It's impossible. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.